I'm very torn about my next week album. I've Why? Got, I thought you had a plan. I, I had a plan, but I've had too much time to think about this plan, and now I'm talking uh, myself out of it. I figured that was going to happen. Yeah. I told Zoe, like, I told Kevin about my plan. That way I would talk myself out of the plan, because if I have the ability to, like, do what I say I'm going to do, or I could find a new creative way to do something else, I'm going to do the other other thing. R- right, right. Plus, on top of all that, there's been a new... um. No Pressure album that came out. It's like, came out of nowhere, 10 songs long. It's 27 minutes or something like that. It's freaking, it's amazing. But I don't know if you're going to like it. I'm sure it'll be fine. But then I also want to pick like Summer Essential albums because this album just came out. It's not an essential to me yet. So I'm in a conundrum, really. Well, to me, it was more about a vibe. I really struggled finding this pick. Um, I really did. It was hard. Um, and it, it, I mean, the whole time the answer was staring me in the face. I just didn't want to do it. Um, but I really, really struggled. I went through a bunch of different albums. I was really set on doing, I had it. I, again, I defaulted to like, I found, uh, Nuja Beast. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Um, but he's like a lo-fi or he's dead now, but he was a lo-fi artist from Japan. And there was a lot of really cool like lo-fi that I was listening to, and I was like, these this vibe these vibes are perfect, but they're all their albums are like hour and twenty minutes long, and they're not there's not a whole lot of vocals in them, and they all the songs kind of sound the same. Lo-fi is not super dynamic, but I really I was really close to picking a few of those. Um, I really wanted to do uh, a Nuja Bees album because there's a lot of he has a feature um, on a lot of his songs for that. Um, so I spent hours just listening to lo-fi and I was like, this isn't working. Like none of this is good for what we want to do. I wanted to do something a lot shorter and I found, you know, a nine, a nine track album, which was perfect. So, yeah, that that's where I'm at too. Like just because I love it and just because it's a summer album to me, doesn't mean it's going to be compelling to do a podcast on it. Right. And I, I know I would enjoy listening to them, but I, I was pretty sure you wouldn't really love it. So I just decided to not do them. We can also split them up. Like, an hour and 20 minutes that could be two podcasts and we can do yeah, like shorter two i never thought of that and then i saw someone do it and i was like oh and even dissect like does one episode for each song that's too much for us but like it i think it would be cool to instead of like being like all oh, that album's way too long maybe we can just split it up or find a way to like go through it and pick songs that we yeah. want to talk about yeah, and I found some of them that had like shorter track lists. It's just the songs are really long, so I mean that's possible. We could just we don't because we don't have to spend hour like you know ten minutes on each song. We can just kind of fly through them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I'll I might do something like that for my my second album. Yeah, I'll I'll know by the end of today what my album is going to be. So, all right, you want to do the intro? Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome back to Off the Beaten Clef. Uh, we're breaking tradition a little bit. We're doing, I know summer is typically just playlists for us, but uh, we wanted to do some summer albums uh, just to break it up a little bit. So this week we are doing A Night with Silk Sonic by Silk Sonic from 2021. So, so let's get into it. So already a second into the episode, we have a correction. It's an evening with Soul Sonic. Um, we don't believe in two, two, two takes here, uh, so we're just going to go with it. It's an evening with Soul Sonic from 2021. And uh, I was talking to Dill before we started recording that I had a lot of trouble picking a summer album. There was a lot of stuff that I wanted to do that didn't necessarily quite fit the format we have. Uh, so I, I, I went back and... I just rediscovered this album from last year and remembered how much I loved it and how perfect it is for summer. And as I was listening to it, I realized it kind of told a story too. Like there's a beginning, middle and end to this, this album, which is, is cool. It's cool to figure it out. I I originally just listened to it because it sounded cool. And then as I started, you know, kind of listening to the lyrics a little bit deeper, 
there's a there's a story to be told here. So, what's uh, what are your thoughts, Dill? What what do you think about this album from last year? Well, g- going into it, even though we've like we've gushed about some of the songs on this, and even like the live performance, I was like, oh hell yeah, this is sweet. When you said like a Bruno Mars album, my initial reaction was just like a full album like how good could a full album by bruno mars be but this is like not bruno this doesn't feel like like pop bruno mars this is like bruno mars and anderson pack just doing like sexy disco funk music and i was really excited because i i don't feel like this should have happened from a pop artist to like really be true to like funk and disco and like even the like little sounds in the background and i think like having bootsy collins makes it a little more reputable and you know there's just so much here that um i really wasn't expecting and i, I read online that like their whole mantra is just like they want to do right by earth wind and fire and i think that's like a really cool way of looking at it and i think they did a really good job with that yeah yeah it's uh it's a fun album for sure i love like new wave funk i think it's one of it i've always loved funk and disco um and to have a new wave of it with silk sonic uh i still feel like this album didn't get a whole lot i mean it, it was popular i mean leave the door open was everywhere uh, and uh smoking out the window was everywhere but I, outside of the the singles i don't know i don't remember this album really gaining a whole lot of traction like as far as like being popular uh, i feel like it was kind of like a a flash in the pan last summer and then it was gone and nobody's talking about it anymore, which is a shame because it's a great album. And I love silk Sonic, the, the Bootsy Collins by, uh, or no, it was Bruno Mars by Anderson pack by <laughs> Bootsy Collins. I'm pretty sure Bootsy put this together, uh, local Cincinnati legend, Bootsy Collins. Um, it's just really cool, man. And I, I, you say it's a Bruno Mars album, but to me, Anderson Pack steals the show in this entire album. His verses are so, so good. And uh, I've, I've dabbled with some of Anderson Pack's uh, stuff, but I've never really given him a full listen. And this this listen through is probably going to make me actually dig through his discography a little bit. Um, because, yeah, he just kills his verses whenever he has them. And I, I, I'm a huge Bruno Mars fan, so that's that was my initial draw to this, this super group. I guess, but I really, really found myself more drawn towards Anderson Pack's parts on a lot of these songs. Definitely. So. It just felt like at times you felt like, oh, maybe this is too much Bruno Mars. And as soon as you had that thought, like Anderson comes in with like a really nice, like I think he raps in one part. He has some really good verses and a chorus at the end of, end of the album. Yeah, this album is just like, it never outstays its welcome. It's like a perfect little punctuation um and it's great for this summer so i thought it was a great first pick because i've been struggling with my summer albums picks too and like when i heard this i was like damn i got a lot to live up to like this is a great first pick um but yeah you want to get into it yeah let's hop right in i'll 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 start with the intro because i think it's it's worth spending some time on because it is a good intro um i got pop-ups all right don't need that um but yeah no it's a great tone setter uh it feels very very much like a live tv performance which i think is what they were going for with this entire feel of this album kind of like a uh ed sullivan or like soul train type vibe where they're introducing the band or even like a an an award show performance where they they it was it would be like an extended performance or whatever uh and when bootsy comes in and just kind of introduces um the band and his his awesome voice i love Bootsy. silky smooth hey baby this is this is so sonic it's so funny man it, it's it, he's, he's got to be the bassist with the most vocal parts in any recordings that he's done just because he's got such a great voice and again anything with bootsy since he's a local cincinnati guy i gotta you know you gotta give it some credence there but yeah, it's a great intro that really leads perfectly into track two, and it's it really just sets the overall tone for the album really well. Yeah, it lets you know like this is going to be a funk album. This is it's going to be a funky little thirty six minute album, and Bootsy's spoken word intro is probably one of the better intros that we've had in an album, at least mm-hmm. maybe since New Metal. 
new metal yeah. was good about like introducing an album but yeah this kind of felt like um a tv special intro where it's like and like if bootsy collins had like a, a late night tv show and he's like without further ado silk sonic and leading that right in to leave the door open was just so so cool because yeah. we I guess just to get right into track two, leave the door open. We get the token sex song right out the door. Ah. This isn't going to be the last token sex song. There might be three or four. Um, but I like, I really like this song because I love the sentiment of like, come over whenever you want, like not being super pressury about it. Just like you come over whenever you want, baby, I'm going to leave the window open for you. Yeah. And you can come through anytime. Like that's so suave. That's so cool. And I love the, the drumming in this song because it's so simple, but it felt like perfectly punctuates. And if you're going to like have like kind of simple drums, if it can like accentuate what you're saying or what the instruments are doing, that's just like, it's perfect, especially for jazz. Like they're never going pop punk pace, but they're going at their own pace and they're really hitting the notes when they need to. And this is perfect for a take you down jam. Yeah, no, I, I had the same thought as I was listening to the entire album, and I I thought back to my criticisms of last week, where the, just there was super simple, strong song structures, and the a lot of the beats and uh, like melodies and stuff are really simple, but they're complex in the the way with which they play them. It's not it's not simple because it's easy. It's simple because it's, it's setting a tone and there's a huge difference between that and butt rock. <laughs> so um, I wanted to make sure like, cause I was going to, you know, it is super simple, but it's, it's simple with purpose. Uh, and it's, it's really, really cool. You, and you're right. It's perfectly punctuated. All of the, every single hit of the drum is perfectly punctuated. Every little snappy guitar or bass part is perfectly punctuated. And that's, that goes for the entire album. Uh, but yeah, no, this this is a really, really sexy track. It it feels very much like uh, a nighttime pool party and everyone is feeling good and drinking around a pool. It's it's like a high kind of like a high status thing, I feel like. Like you're around a really nice pool and a really nice like Hollywood house, you know what I mean? And that, that this this feels perfect for that kind of vibe. Uh, and Anderson Pack again kills his verses. Uh, he doesn't have like the same vocal chops as Bruno does in his in the, a lot of the verses that he does on this album. But there's something more grounded, and I guess unknown with Anderson Pack, at least for me, from a listening perspective, he seems more true and real. Like I know what I, I to me, Bruno Mars is just a caricature. I love Bruno Mars, but he, I, he's such a for such a small man, he is larger than life and lives a a fast and loose life and so having anderson pack who sounds honestly pretty similar uh ground these tracks with his verses is really cool and yeah my last note on this was i feel like this is what you wanted boys to men to sound like definitely like yeah, i have yeah, a note it, like that later on this is yeah this is perfect sexy music because there is stuff here and it's not like up and down and and big it's just like perfectly sexy yeah yeah and th th this is the beginning of the uh the story being told where he he has a woman come over and they they kind of hit it off um or this is just kind of I, this doesn't actually start the story the next the next track starts the story in my mind this is just kind of like a, a an extension of the intro where it's like this is going to be a sexy album get ready uh but yeah if you're ready to move on uh, we'll move straight into Fly As Me. And this song, it, gives, it made me so happy because it's so upbeat. And it, this feels like summer to me. This feels, again, like a summer in L.A. Uh, you're riding around in a huge uh, Monte Carlo drop top cruising for puss. That's what this is. You're driving around with your buddies. You're all wanting somebody sitting on the back and you're playing this and you're kind of like living this mantra. And the, the confidence in the lyrics are, are infectious. I feel every ounce of, I deserve to be with somebody as fly as me. You know, it's like that, like that confidence, like that to me is what Bruno Mars is. It's like, he knows how fucking cool he is. And he, he demands that out of somebody he's with. And I don't know. There's just something really macho and like, old school 70s machismo to this it's like 
this is what men wanted to be. And this is what women wanted men to be in the seventies. Right. They wanted them to be macho. They wanted them to be confident and like full of themselves kind of, but not in like a sleazy way. Uh, It's, it's just like, I'm fucking to fly. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta match this flyness so you can't get with me. Uh, but yeah, the bass is really, really funky, and it hurt, it almost hurts. It's it's so fucking good. And again, it's simple, but it's punctuated perfectly. Uh, it, it's just really, really, really cool. Uh, yeah, and, and it, we get a, fly, a call and response where Anderson Pack does the the F F L L. And I love that shit. Everybody who doesn't love a call and response part. Yeah, I'm going to try and uh, recreate that intro real quick because it's so sexy, but I know I'm not going to be able to do it right. <clears throat> I always do this. One, two, make you want to, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you knew from the second this song started, the titles flies me and it intros like that. Like, oh man, these guys are feeling themselves. Mm-hmm. This song reeks of bell bottoms and button downs down to your belly button. Yep. Um yeah, this if this song was out in the seventies, it would have been the biggest song of the seventies, without a doubt. Yep. Um, maybe not the rapping and the verses, but I, I that's probably my favorite part about this song, and probably why it's my favorite song on the album, because the rapping on the verses is like not trying too hard, and it's not like taking you out of it. It almost it fits better than it would like singing, because it's so macho. It's like almost Sugar Hill Gang mm-hmm. macho, mm-hmm. Um, and it just rides the beat perfect. And uh, you deserve to be with seen with someone as fly as me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, God. yeah. That, that's it's, and the, this, there's this whole album. It's never like herky jerky. It's always there's always a very smooth like flow to each song. It's like riding on top of like a very cool, like silky, silky smooth. I mean, Silk Sonic is perfect. It's this is sonically silky. This whole entire album, and this is no exception. Even though it's a little bit more staccato, it's still really rides a nice silky wave of of audio pleasure (laughs) um so getting into track four after last night featuring thundercat and bootsy collins we get our second takedown song kev this Mm -hmm. is this is like the uh the morning after the first time song and you're smitten as a kitten um and this song sang like a 90s r&b track like yes dude this is what i want 90s r&b to be uh, if we could go back and revise history, if if Kevin could go back and re- put down some sick beats for some uh, R&B artists, that would be great. Um, <laughs> I get super uncomfy when he says, gushy, gushy, good. Oh, dude, yeah, it's so gross. <laughs> I had that same note. Like, gushy, gushy, good is fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that made me want to like throw up. And he he says <laughs> yeah. it in the chorus, I think, so he says it a couple times. I'm like, God. He says it a bunch, yeah. You couldn't find a better word. Um uh, this song is funny to me because it kind of starts that storyline of like he's smitten as a kitten, she breaks his heart, he's going through it, he gets out on the other side. But this song yeah. is funny because don't worry, sweetie, sex with you put me in a trance and now I'm cutting everyone else off. Yeah, the, I mean, the problems are there already in this song, um, yeah. but we get a key change for the last chorus, which is super 90s. Like everything about this song is is awesome to me. And we get some 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 Bootsy Collins, some Thundercat. It overall, it's a great song. Yeah, and I, yeah, I had the same thought. This is this is it's it seems to me that they slowed it down because they found someone as fly as them. And uh, I, I love Bootsy's. <laughs> Normally, I don't stutter, but the, you did to do it to me. It's so <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's it's but it's perfect. It's not it's cheesy, but it's it's perfectly cheesy. It's Bootsy and the reason I love Bootsy and his spoken words parts so much is because that's just who he is. It's, it's authentic. And I, I I can't get enough of hearing Bootsy just do his little spoken words in these songs, especially that one. That one really fucking got me laughing, but I don't know if we've ever had a post takedown song before. It's a weird, but refreshing kind of change of pace for us. Uh, And it's, it was, it was kind of nice to listen to it's like oh this is the morning after and you're realizing you know i fucked so good i fell in love (laughs) uh and it it, you know it led to this like velvety smooth track kind of like what i was talking to a last track it's about falling in love head over heels just because that you got that good good 
mm-hmm. that's what sometimes that, that that's all it takes. And to you know, you were talking about he what is what is line? He he throws his phone out the window and he says, "There's no player left in me" or something like that. Yeah, and you're right. Yeah, that's it's it's not good. It's but you know, it, it is kind of romantic in the same sense. It's it's. Yeah, they went from prowling to putting it on a pedestal. You know what I mean? In in one track, they 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 very found quickly. that girl. Yeah, very quickly. And you know, anything that a lot of the times when things move that quickly, it's it's there. It's, you haven't had time to figure out the bad shit. And but we're not worried about that. We're just living in the moment with each one of these songs. And I think that's why I like this album so much in the story that it tells because it's just a snap. There's snapshots of moments throughout a relationship. Yeah, we're not a, trying to it's almost like ahead. reviewing like pictures like this yeah. is what happened here and then it's like fast forward fast forward this is the next time i had camera my camera developed oh this was awful <laughs> you know yeah 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 and i yeah, think man, it's, that's the appeal is that it feels like it's not from 2021 it feels like it's from like the 90s and you're asking your mom and dad like how did you meet and he's kind of running you through the story yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool, man. And leading right into the next track with that, because this story continues. Smoking out the window. I believe this was the first single from this this album. Uh, this was the song of last summer for sure, and one we've already covered. So, I like I again. This is where I really started to see the story truly develop, because now. The speaker of this song, it's not Anderson Pack and Bruno going through the same thing at once. It's one speaker, but it's it's we proud, we fell in love, we got betrayed. Fuck that bitch. That's that's what this song is. And Bruno Mars definitely hates women because <laughs> his best his best tracks are about being betrayed by women. I mean, Natalie, this uh, there's a whole bunch of other examples of Bruno just screaming fuck a hoe in a song and this is a perfect example of that and, but that being said anderson pack kills this track again i mean he just brings a slightly different energy again that's more authentic when he says but i want to die and he just kind of slowly fades off and then bruno comes in with his chorus which is a great chorus um i can just i can taste the bitterness of the cigarette that they're smoking because who whomst among us hasn't had been in that situation where we've just felt so betrayed by love and all you can do is smoke out the window of the benzo and <laughs> it's so great it, yeah i mean i love i mean they're talking about his her crazy ass kids running around her his house and how he paid wasted all this money on her and he hopes now that she's barefoot in the in these streets it's i get it man i mean everybody's kind of had that kind of heartache and to have it delivered in such a cool uh it's toxic, but it doesn't feel toxic. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's relatable. And I think that's what really sold this song. I mean, smoking out the window, just the title alone, you know what this song is about. I honestly, I'd, I'd heard this song. I sang along to it. And until we did this episode, I did not look up the lyrics and I was like, dang, this is a bitter freaking song. I mean, I even know he said this bitch, but I thought like, like saying a positive thing and that's, shows how little i pay attention to the words to radio music um but yeah just finding out that your girl's cheating on you and the only reprieve is just like get away from the kids get away from the house go outside and smoke sig and like <laughs> that's just so relatable and i think this song is like if we're going through like how you feel during a breakup or how like the emotions um this is like the anger part and later on we get to like the um bargaining and the sadness but like it's kind of fun to have like an anger song because it's not like it's not super mean i mean he calls her a a, a bitch but all things considered he says like she doesn't belong to me she belongs to the streets basically and i thought that was hilarious um and like not being mad at her for it but just realizing that is is kind of funny um there's a line not to be dramatic but i want to die yeah (laughs) <laughs> gotta be the funniest thing i've ever heard on an album i i laughed out loud yeah i mean the way it's delivered like i just talked about where he just kind of even in the video like he kind of just falls back and then like <laughs> and it's and, and up pops bruno to deliver his fucking fuck this bitch chorus yeah and it's it's great man it 
so I have a mental image with this song where it's a man who has his tie all the way undone, like disheveled collar, half untucked shirt. He's leaning out the window of his kind of shitty apartment. All these crazy kids are doing their shit behind him. This bitch is on the phone with somebody else in the bedroom. And he's just, this is his moment of solid. He's got a bubble around him formed by the smoke of his cigarette. And he's just letting it happen. And he's thinking these thoughts in this song, but silently in his own like little Zen state, he can hear the crackle of each cigarette, like each pull on the cigarette and each exhale is super like, like kind of like that. Mm -hmm. And this, this song lasts for the duration of that cigarette. That's, that's the, the, the kind of storyline that plays in my head whenever I listen to this. And it's so good. It's because I could see it filmed from a movie perspective and just having like, this track play in kind of like a muted background and just kind of swirling around this guy focusing on the smoke coming out of his mouth had a whole cinematic thing for this song but and that's great i mean anytime you can put a picture in somebody's head with just a song that's that's powerful yeah and And this song the song kind of perfectly plays off of the whole theme of like your mid-20s you're feeling confident you're going out you're you're gonna find someone as fly as me and then you find someone you're smitten and then a few years down the road, you find out things aren't going to work out and you've already got kids with them and like you got all these commitments with them and then you find out they're cheating and it's like this bitch, <laughs> you know, and yeah. like that's a that's crazy that we can just fill the space with our mind from such a, a song like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, track six. I like to think this is the end of the trilogy from or not really trilogy because flies me kind of plays into it. Um, but it's kind of the end of like this arc. Um, the song is about pretending you've moved on when you're really just bummed out. So you're going out with your buddies or you're putting it all on Snapchat or your Instagram stories, let people know like, Oh, I'm over it, but you're really not. Um, but I kind of like this song because he's assuming some of the blame. He's like, yeah, I think he says a line. I would have spent my whole time making sure that my baby was good instead of how could you do this to me? And I think that's like the bargaining part of grief, but I also think it's really mature to like one song later, you're like, okay, maybe she's not a bitch. Maybe it was on me because I wasn't giving her the attention and she looked elsewhere. Um, Mm -hmm. Doesn't really excuse what happened, but you know, assuming some of the blame is kind of a really mature. And that's why I thought like, maybe this is like they've been together for a few years because that doesn't happen overnight, you know? So I thought it was really cool part a really mature song for what's been mostly sex songs. Yeah, no, I, to me, this is just a continuation of the same story. I think the rest of this album is tells the same story. It's uh, this, you know, it's, he, this feels like he's trying to bargain with the breakup, but also longing to get her back at the same time. Uh, the, the lyrical delivery here has the hurt of longing love that hurts just as much as the betrayal, because you feel the pain of, I really fucked this up. And there's a line where the only thing worth smiling for was was you. And the way he delivers, there's a pause and it's the, I can't do the note, but it's there's a pause and a really powerful you. Uh, it's it's there's so much hurt in that, and it's he may be realizing that maybe trolling around town on the top of a drop top maybe not was not the best way to find love, but he found it anyway. And yeah, it's really it's really painful. Like this is a good kind of bring the tone down but not in like it doesn't ruin the album it doesn't ruin the flow it's just the continuation of a story of a jaded love and yeah no, even but there's hope too there's hope of him kind of figuring out that maybe this wasn't the best thing and because even the horns where they kind of come fade in from the background and there's there's hope in the depths of despair in the chorus for Bruno with those horns because they are they have a very hopeful tune or like timbre to them. So it's it's a, you're right it's a very mature way to kind of go through a bargaining stage. I, and I I really I dig this track. It's because it's a, it is a cool slowdown. Um, but yeah, man, it, love hurts when it's true. You know, mm-hmm. when it, it, sometimes you realize that too late, and uh, you just kind of have to realize that it's gone and, and move on. So, yeah, I think it's a <clears throat> a perfect continuation of the last song because the last song was little little mean, and it's self yeah. it's softened, and I think that makes us like not be as harsh on smoking out the window. Like, come on, man, you don't mm-hmm. have to be that mean. Like this song is like, oh, 
I was just being mean because I was hurt, you know. Because then we get right into track seven, which is 777. Yeah, 777. said, fuck that sad shit. Let's go to Vegas and gamble and drink and fuck the sadness away. The sad boy arc is over. This song fucking rocks, dude. It it picks right back up. This is probably the fastest song. Fastest, fastest track on the album jesus christ uh but yeah the momentum finally picks back up and we are right into like a straight up 70s club banger like this is a disco track through and through the next two tracks are really uh there, there's so much stank in that heavily distorted distorted like guitar and bass that it kind of falls to the back of the track but then it's forward more sometimes it's just really really good and there's really really punchy drums too and that's where i kind of had the realization like these drum, this drum track is simple, but it's it's not simple because the it's simple because it's probably easy to play the notes, but to play it in the correct timing is probably pretty difficult. Uh, but it's just and fucking horn hits, man. I love horn hits. They're the coolest thing ever. If they're just like because I just imagine a tr- like the three trumpet players sitting there for the most of the song, just sitting there doing this like swaying back and forth and then their part comes up and they go Doo-doo! and then <laughs> they're done for the next 30 seconds until they have to do that again and it's just i don't know there's something really cool about just hearing a horn like a really loud trumpet out of nowhere it's fucking awesome and it just this this reeks of soul train like i need to see a soul train to this track because like a soul train line because it would be absolutely legendary. Like the, the dances that the couples would come up with for this Soul Train line would be incredible, dude. I, I just I love the song. It's 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 like again, it's just like fuck it, let's go to Vegas and just lose ourselves in debauchery. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, we're we're out of the sad boy arc. We're in Vegas. We're hitting a lucky streak, and damn it, it gets me pumped up, dude. I can't tell if he's actually doing well because he mentions like fuck it, I'll I'll get paid on Friday, like. Yeah. How well are you actually doing? <laughs> no, but, this is not this is not a recovery song. This is still very much in the stages of grief. Yeah. Um like I I don't want to beat it too hard, but the the drums are hit so hard and perfectly placed it just accentuates all the tension that you feel when you're about to roll and you know like if you hit 777, you're going to win out big and it really accentuates that tension when he's about to roll the dice and I love that. Um yeah. Anyone that thinks they're going to hit a lucky streak in Vegas, uh, I got some <laughs> some uh, NFTs I can sell you. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this song was so fun. It felt like I could feel the music video. Like you, they don't even oh, have yeah. to make it because we can we can see it when we hear it, and that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, what is the line at the beginning of the song? Like pucker those sexy ass lips and blow on these dice or something yes. like that. So it's just, again, it's him, the speaker of the song, kind of like, you know what? I'm tired of being sad. I'm going to go get some bitches. I'm going to get some money and I'm going to get some liquor and move on because that's the only way a guy who says fly is me knows how to recover, right? Yeah. So he has to go, he has to find that flyness again. And what better place than in Vegas? Yeah. Surrounded this- by beautiful. Go ahead. He's in his mid thirties now. Like he's not yeah. gonna be tra- he's not gonna be patrolling this his own city. He's got to go to Vegas to really get back on his feet. Right. Uh. Yeah. Let's skate. Get, let's do skate. It, what an appropriate name for this song. Um. This is the Rollerblade National Anthem for the 21st century. It has the sound of Earth, Wind, and Fire, Bee Gees, ABBA, all the songs that you would imagine, like all those like low lights and flashing lights and rollerblading and someone yelling order number 12 your your food's ready come get your hot dog um but yeah this is just such a great disco track and zoe heard it and she was like who is this and i was like well it's the album we're doing this week it's got bruno mars in it and she's like what she had the same thought as me like you guys are doing a bruno mars album nice i thought you guys were done with butt rock um but (laughs) she heard this and she was like i love this because she is one of the biggest ABBA fans I've ever met. But yeah, she loved the song and she was like, oh, so I think this is a good palate cleanser even after 777 because it doesn't feel like it's part of that arc. It feels like it's just like a a feel-good skate song. Yeah, and this is kind of winding down. I mean, I I still, I tied it into that. It it looks like he found his rebound in this song because there's a line where when you move the way you do, it's like you do it for a living. And I love, love that line. Um. 
but yeah, this is this has this feels very much like a skate rink. Like you can see people like doing the kind of bounce that you do in a skate rink slowly. Their feet are moving much slower than the top of their body, and it's just really fucking cool. Uh, it's the funk guitar, the disco horns, and there's a Caribbean beat. Like there's bongos in this song. They all paint a picture of a skate rink, and it sounds it it sounds like a skate rink looks. If that makes any sense, yeah. like kind of what I was just describing. Like in the, in the the bounce of the song, you can see people in their bell bottoms and like fully open shirts, just kind of like smoothly skating around a skate rink and just having a good time. And when I say skate rink, that, that makes you think of indoors, but it, it, this is a very outdoors feeling song. And I think the, the Caribbean kind of beat kind of contributes to that a little bit, but yeah, I think this is my favorite track on the album because it is kind of like that final, this is happy. Last, last song was, debauchery this is just happiness and this is just kind of the full acceptance of what happened and i'm just gonna go skate and have a good time with my friends and maybe pick up a fly honey on the way and uh you know just re refinding that happiness at, at you know at this outdoor skate party and just you know again it's kind of the same vibes as uh the first track where it was like this is a cool party maybe i'll meet somebody maybe i won't but i'm here to, i'm here for a good time and to be happy and I just, I really, really love it. And it, it, it feels like the most summer track on this album. Definitely. Yeah. The, I think this is after 777, when we're in Vegas, we're trying to like regain our independence back. Uh, he comes back and he's just like, you know what? Like that didn't work. I'm going to just go to the skate rink and, you know, just do what I do. And then he goes there and finds love. And that's kind of like, oh, you find it when you least expect it. Or, you know, right. the second you start getting back to normal or feeling good again, you, you find someone. So yeah, that this, this album told a better story than I had anticipated for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do track nine? Yeah. Blast off. Uh, it's been a wild ride, but it's time to slow it down just a little bit again. Um, this is kind of like the Zen state, I suppose after skate and, uh, but yeah, no, it's the, this is the, the show was over. Silk Sonics played their set. And then, but nobody's sad. Everybody's leaving with a smile on their face because this track fucking kicks ass too. I, I don't understand how every track on this album kicks ass the way it does. We almost never, I've never, we very rarely have an album where I like every single track about the same. It was really hard for me to pick a favorite. I think Skate took it just because it was a late album pick that was fucking rocked. And that doesn't, that doesn't happen We, a we normally don't have a lot of good to say about a track eight. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. And it's just, there's a level of cool that just kind of infects your brain and just kind of wriggles around the entire time you're listening to this because it kind of moves from place to place. And it's just, it it touches the right zone, every single part of the the album. And again, Anderson Pack kills kills this track. He has this silky smooth delivery in the chorus that you have to sing along to. There's no choice. You have to sing along to this song. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a it's an elegant way to end a near perfect album that came out of nowhere last year to rock our socks off, man. Funk lives, baby. Funk lives, baby. Oh, it's alive. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if this is a take you down song more than it is like a sneaky link song. Like he's trying to convince this girl to come over, even though she has a man, which is very hypocritical given what he's been through on this album. Um, But you know what? We'll ignore that. Cause that's kind of, that's showbiz. Yeah, Nobody's I agree perfect. completely. <laughs> uh, I do like Anderson Pack finally gets his opportunity to like get the first verse. Um, he's got like a a deeper, sultrier voice, and I think that's his doesn't have as much shine as Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. So for a take you down song or a sneaky link song, it's a nice change of pace, and especially track nine where maybe you kind of thought you knew the formula. Um, getting Anderson Pack to start the song was was really cool. Yeah. So. Transitioning into track 10, Blast Off. We get another Anderson Pack verse first. Hold on, what? Did I miss a track? <laughs> yeah, we just did Love Train. Oh, I miss, yeah, my bad. I missed Love Train completely. I just talked about Blast Off. That did was you? my, my. yeah, yeah, I completely missed Love Train. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I think they kind of seamlessly run into each other. Whoops. Sorry. It took two years for me to miss a track, but it happened. Sorry, guys. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just run through it pretty quick. Yeah, just run through it. Anderson Pack, <laughs> he gets the first chorus or first verse and the chorus. Uh, it's debatably our third or fourth takedown song. 
um, which has been pretty much the theme of the album when it wasn't breakup, and I'm not mad about it. Um, they have like a, you know, that it's it's the vibe, baby. It's it's all good, baby. It's it's borderline sexual always anyway. Um, let's tiptoe to a magical place, blast off and kiss the moon goodnight. What a way to send off an album. Yeah. It's 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 literally like the funk version of uh, Magic Carpet Ride. <laughs> sure, yeah. I get it. So, yeah, I thought it was it was a great way to end the album. The last two kind of was like a slow ascension. You were at 30,000 feet and we're, we're finally ascending down to, to landing. And I wasn't mad about it. I didn't want like a big upheaval at the very end. It's good to just like ride it on in. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I, I apologize again for missing a track. <laughs> nah, you, I, I think those songs could have been like mushed together to be one last seven-minute song, really. Sure. Um, what um, you got for your closing thoughts? Yeah, again, I kind of already touched on it. Like This album is is all pretty much perfect. It's a great summer album. I think it came out around this time last year, and it just kind of blew all of us away i mean i know louis loves this album too and uh i had to talk about it a little bit last year because i love i've talked about it before i love old sounds made new again especially if it's done right and i think these the three main people in this subsonic lineup are perfect for that bootsy who has those roots in that classical funk and bruno who's been trying to bring that back for years i mean that's really his whole career is like old disco and funk and then Anderson Pack, who ha- is kind of like on the f- weird fringe of hip hop, it, it just seems like a perfect mix of people to do this album, and it feels like it felt like the perfect time to release an album like this. Kind of, it's kind of like how I felt about the first half of the 2020 experience with Justin Timberlake. I was really kind of I needed that old Michael Jackson vibe, and that album landed at the perfect time for what I needed specifically for music. And that's why I still really love the first part of the 2020 experience, because again, it dropped in summer. It was an old school revival of a classic music form. And it was just, it just, I don't know. It just felt right. And I, I think it's still, it's still great to this day because every time I need that hit of like early nineties, like power pop, like that's what I go to. I go to the 2020 experience if mm-hmm. I don't want to listen to Michael Jackson. So this again, so this that any an, an evening with Silk Sonic is is perfect for that. Anytime I feel like I need funk, but I don't want to listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire, I will always come back to this album, and because it has those modern production values with the same feel, and it's just there's there's nothing better than that. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. This this uh this came right at the perfect time because I probably would have found more issues with it if it was like in the fall. But the fact that yeah. this is a summer album and you can listen to it with the windows down and just like it makes you feel good on top of like having a really good story to tell. It's like a, it almost even the, the whole storyline felt like it was in the 70s. So we all love like timepieces. So to have a, an album that felt like a timepiece was was really cool. And I went in not thinking I was going to like this album and I ended up loving it. So. I appreciate you adding this to my my summer rotation of albums. Was this your first full listen through of this album? Yeah, I I heard "Smoking Out the Window" and "Leave the Door." Leave open. the door. Yeah, as I say, surely you've heard that. Pri- yeah, prior to this week, and I even watched like the the live video. I think you had for your song of the show last year, and mm-hmm. you know I liked it, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But when I saw the album, I'm like, there's no way the album's as good, you know. So it's good that's why this podcast is good it, it gets you even though i know better like mentally i needed you to get me there so yeah cool um, let's get into songs of the show shall we we shall um let me pull up our email i should have had this prepared you can pull up louis i've got ben's ready because um okay. it's kind of slanted towards me okay <laughs> um, sure so songs of the show this week um ben carter's is live party by twerp uh he sent us an email saying boombox season um first off i'd like to apologize for any listeners who may have fallen for dylan's slanderous and harmful words last week i assure you blah 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 
Uh, there will be a public <laughs> apology. Anyway, uh, with that being said, Twerp kicks ass. Um, and it's been too long since we've mentioned that. They fit right in. Any summer pool party mix with tracks like Life Party, Hugs and Kisses from Quarantine, Benji, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. I, it warms my heart that how much Ben loves Twerp because... When I first brought up Twerp, I didn't think anybody was going to like them because it was just a random band that I found and I liked their album art. Um, but yeah, they're fucking awesome. Like their live shows are their live shows great. Um, I think you sent me a TikTok yeah. of them almost two years ago. I was like, this is fucking weird. And I was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. They almost look like yeah. Power Rangers or something. Yeah, they, they, there's a whole backstory. We would go back and listen to our Twerp review album review and you'll get the whole backstory on that. But yeah, they're just really fun, man. They, they, and their their album they released, I think, last year, uh, is really good. It's 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 awesome. It's just a fun. It's a fun summer album. And if we, we might actually, that might be my second album. I'd love to do Twerp again. Be our first repeat offender on oh. the playlist. Yeah, I, I I never have anything bad to say about Twerp. Twerp's awesome. They're just fun. They're they're fun. It's it's kind of what I wanted Butt Rock to be, right? Like they don't take themselves they don't take themselves seriously at all um like during their live show after they would like they're like they would like weirdly number their songs and they're like the next song you know what track it is number 69 and they would do that after every track just like 10 year old 12 year old boy humor but it's it's backed up by really great musicians like their bassist and guitarist are and drummer and lead singer and guitarist are all really good so um it's just fun fun music so it's it's yeah, they ride the line of like being fun and, and quirky more than Thumposaurus. I think Thumposaurus like <laughs> purposefully wants people to not like them. Yeah, they're they make their music uncomfortable on purpose. Yeah. And I, I, I like that, but I understand why people don't like it. I, I, I can see the they do uh their comedy within their music. It's not like a layer on top of the music like Twerp. Their their comedy is their the way they write their music. So yeah. But yeah, uh, we'll move on to Louis' submission, which is, uh, what is it, Dicka Titten from uh, Rammstein. Sorry, I was trying to pull up the... (laughs) I just lost all ability to think. (laughs) Anyway, his his email is, is titled Das Boob. Uh, wow, what a great choice to get back into to album format. Since I can't top the cool funkiness of Bruno and Pac, I submit something just as sexy. My song of the so submission is Dicka Titten by Rammstein. Uh, the riff is big and heavy, befitting a song celebrating big old boobies. As the chorus says, she doesn't have to be beautiful. She doesn't have to be smart. No, she doesn't have to be rich. Not a model with long strides, but big tits. <laughs> the- <laughs> Also, the video is the most German thing ever, so grab a triple D cup of beer and enjoy. Prost! Uh, this song kicks ass. I love Rammstein. They haven't really changed a whole lot in like the 25, 30 plus years they've been making music. Uh, the, the the video is awesome. They're kind of going into that same kind of stage in their career where we've done super serious shit. Let's just make a song about big boobies and make it hard as fuck. The, he's right, the... <laughs> The kind of genty main riff is really cool. Um, and if you know, if you don't look up what the lyrics mean in, in German, you just think this is like another cool Rammstein track, but it's it's about it's all just about big old tiggle biddies. And until I saw his email, I did not know. And, I, and then I read along <laughs> the lyrics, I was cracking up. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, another great pick. Louis always nails it. It kind of fits the uh, the horny theme of this week. Yes, for sure. Um, I'll go because my pick kind of fits more closely to Louis's pick and it's, uh, my own summer shove it by the Deftones from the around the fur album. Um, I love the Deftones and I I really want to do a Deftones album at some point because they have so much, like they're the, they might be the best new metal band for me, just because they, they did it in a really good way. It was really more towards the metal side of it, especially on Adrenaline and Around the Fur. This this fucking riff is so fun to play and listen to. I, I, I like when I started playing guitar, I learned how to play a lot of Deftones songs because they're really fun to play. And they, they've 
I don't know. There's just something haunting and really, really cool about the Deftones that I think we should explore at some point because, you know, I don't know. I love them and they don't get enough credit. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I hear a Deftones song, I'm like, damn, this is better than I thought. And I don't know what I thought of the Deftones, but maybe it was their most popular song that I heard somewhere. But yeah, I thought this was really cool. My my own summer. It doesn't feel like a summer song at all because it's very no, it doesn't heavy. But I was expecting it to be like a like a lighter song, and it was not. No, I mean that like that that riff is just it's constant and it's heavy and it gets even heavier in the chorus. Mm-hmm. It it's I don't know. I picked it because it has summer in the title, and I wanted to talk about the Deftones again. So hell yeah, yeah. Uh, Your my, song of the show. My song of the show is "Dumb" featuring Tom the Mailman by Stand Atlantic. Um. Stand Atlantic. They just put out a new album called Fear, and I wish it would have came out for us to have done it for Feminist February, but it still is a, a great album, and this song is like probably the most dynamic one they have on the album, and I love her voice. She's got so much attitude, and you can kind of hear her uh, accent. I forget. She's from um, not Australia. What's the other one? One of those other land down unders. <laughs> New Zealand? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. She's from one of those places down there. She's from the <laughs> land down under. And you can kind of feel that attitude. And I just love her voice. I've loved everything Stan Atlantic's done. And this song was probably like the best off the new album. Yeah, I had about 30 seconds to listen to it before we started recording. So I don't have a whole lot to say to it, but I, I will listen to it again. I, I liked what I heard. Yeah. Uh, you know how I love female vocals. So. Yeah, I'll definitely give it a listen. I'll, I'll listen to the full album, actually, because I don't have a whole lot to do today. So I will do that. Speaking of albums, I've finally made my decision for my album next week while we were recording. Um, because it's like you... I, th- I think I got it recorded. I'm going to put it at the beginning of the episode. Um, sometimes it's just staring you right in the face, and you got to just mm-hmm. pick it. Uh, my album is going to be After the Party by the Menzingers. Um, I think we've loosely touched on the menzingers um but i think we talked about one of the songs last year for windows down um did we we had to. i don't know I, yeah your wild years it kind of sounded like a bruce springsteen song um yes. this album is so much fun because it's also a storyteller album and it's probably my favorite album to mow to which we'll get into more next week so i'm um, excited to get into it sure yeah i mean there's nothing there's nothing more summer than a white man mowing his launch <laughs> i'm looking forward to it i think i'm gonna do it today actually yeah fuck it um but yeah if you guys want to check us out on the internet uh we're on twitter at at cl- at off cliff instagram is at off the beaten cliff and we love emails off the beaten cliff at gmail.com um indeed. you know what's coming up next week kev i have no idea uh, a certain artist is releasing a song supposedly with our, ah. our our words on it. So I'm excited for that to be my song of the show next week. Oh, yeah. No, I'm looking right at it on our group chat. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm uh, I'm still, I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Watch it, watch it not even be on the first single. It'll be like on a full length or something. Yeah, right. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Bye.